Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. What's happening? Welcome back to another episode of Full Count Chaos. All about the Orioles. I apologize last week. I was not here with you all. You are all my therapy to get through a season of the Orioles, and hopefully I help you through the season as well. So I apologize that I was not here. Jesus, now you got you got 30 minutes a week of a podcast you do. What the fuck are you doing? I get it. I get it. I should have been here with you guys as we continue to have a fucking blast watching these Orioles so far. 45 seconds into the podcast, I'm already dropping two F-bombs. I apologize. Got to tone it back a little bit, but these Orioles, I'm just so excited watching them. We're going streaky! I'm like a giddy little kid sitting in front of the TV watching the Orioles play while I'm eating my little graham cracker snacks with a big grin on my face. It's like when I used to come home from school as a kid, I'd sit, you know, crisscross applesauce in front of the TV, eat my snack and milk, watching a couple hours of TV, and I've got a big smile. So I feel like my wife comes in the room, I'm, I'm sitting there just, just like a little kid grinning at the TV, eating, I don't know, I love Teddy Grahams. I'm a Teddy Grahams fan. I've been eating them my whole life. I'm going to be 85 years old if I make it that old, eating Teddy Grahams. Watching the Orioles, having a good time. I usually like cinnamon. I go cinnamon, Teddy Grahams. Not a big fan of regular chocolate. I don't know. I'm just, I'm weird. I like chocolate. I don't like chocolate ice cream. I don't like chocolate milk. I don't like chocolate Teddy Grahams. But I'll have a Hershey chocolate bar all day, every day. Anyway, I'm just loving the Orioles right now. I know you're entertained. I want to hear from you guys how everything's going on with you in this season. I mean, the Orioles right now. They're 22 and 11, 7 and 3 in the past 10 games. Second best record in baseball. Hell yeah. And of course in the AL East. God damn. There's always some pain in the freaking ass team in the AL East that makes it difficult for the good guys. And it wasn't supposed to be the Tampa Bay Rays that were this good. But here they are. Here the Orioles are just fighting their face off to try to be number one in the division. I get it. Want to be the best? Got to beat the best, Nate, don't you know? You want to be the best, you got to beat them. I get it. I know. It's still frustrating. 11 straight series opening this season. 11 straight series wins. Tied, of course, I'm sure you've seen this. Tied with the 73 Giants and the 59 Indians. It's just amazing. And they play the Rays after Atlanta. So far, hey, look, the Orioles right now are taking care of business. I, I know Saturday was just a crushing loss. Kevin Pillar, go fuck yourself. Jump out of a two-story building. Two-story building because I don't want him to kill himself. I just want him to hurt himself. You roll your ankle, hurt your knee badly. Two stories is enough to get get a little injured. Nothing crazy. Just enough to hurt yourself. Come on, Nate. That's not funny. You never want to wish harm on anybody. Well, Kevin Pillar, I do right now. So excuse me, but that pissed me off. God damn. It doesn't matter where Kevin Pillar is, what team he's playing for. He is just an absolute fucking nightmare for the Orioles. 
But after, uh, I'd say, let's see, what was this, the other day? The Orioles playoff odds on Fangraphs to start the season, it was 11.2%. And right now, they have the Orioles at 37.6% to make the playoffs. So it's going up a little bit. We're still only in the beginning of May. Just keep climbing, tick, 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 tick. But for the Orioles to have the most opening series wins in a season, they're going to have to, and how ironic, they're going to have to do it against the best team in baseball after Atlanta. And by the way, after watching Saturday night's game on Fox, officially confirmed that Kevin Brown and Ben McDonald are the best on TV, hands down. The broadcast team on Fox, look, I didn't even care. Even now, I don't even care. I didn't even look them up. They were put me, they're terrible. Reminded me of Chris Collinsworth when I watch him, uh, like the Ravens versus the Steelers. You know, for some reason, look, Collinsworth probably, every time he had a birthday and he blew out the candles, his wish was to be able to give Roethlisberger a hand job. And listening to these announcers on uh, uh, Fox Saturday night against the Braves, they obviously had a Braves boner. I tweeted about it. Just, you know, just knock it off. Do your best. You're a professional. Can you do your best to not let the audience know who you're rooting for? But Ben McDonald, Kevin Brown, just listening to them is just a show in itself. Whether the Orioles are winning or losing, they're so entertaining to listen to. But that team, that broadcast team, and I, oh my God, just putting me the hell to sleep. A lot of good shit to go over. Glass is half full right now, folks, talking about the Orioles. I want to hear from you. Full count chaos at gmail.com. Email came in this week. Guy gets beat up in front of his new girlfriend. <laughs> That's basically the subject of the email. Got my ass kicked in front of my new girlfriend at Camden Yards. Again, just another experience at Camden Yards that has nothing to do with the game. I don't even think in this email he mentioned who the Orioles were playing. Did they win? Was it a Saturday? <laughs> Was it a day game? He just wanted to write in and share his experience of getting his ass kicked <laughs> at Camden Yards in front of his new girlfriend, which is terrible. It's a horrible story. Anytime you meet someone new and you start dating someone, you want him to think you're Brad Pitt and Chuck Norris combined in one. Just a charming, good-looking guy and can kick some ass and you'll feel safe around 24 hours a day. You know what I mean? Look, Chuck Norris can kick ass all day, every day. Brad Pitt, just a handsome fella. Look, if my wife came home and was like, well, look, I bumped into Brad Pitt, and before you know it, we just had lots of sex, I'd probably say, well, honey, you, you did what you had to do. I'd, I'd smack her on the butt and tell her to go hit the showers. Uh, but anyway, this is turning down an odd path, so we're going to move on here. But again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. want to hear your experiences. How much fun you having right now watching these Orioles? Holy hell. You want to talk about being entertained? Well, tune into the Orioles every night. And don't turn off the TV till it is the last out in the ninth inning. They just don't give up. I mean, no team should give up. But this team right now, doesn't matter. They're down 8 to nothing, 10 to 1. You know, they, they, need, they need two runs in the ninth inning. They got one out left. What do they do? They get three. They win the game. But they're playing like they've been friends for 20 years. They're like a big family. Just out there having fun. And that's what it should be all about. Out there having fun. And what happens when you win? You have fun. And that's what we're doing. The fans, the players, Brandon Hyde, everybody. The broadcast team. You can hear Kevin Brown, uh, Ben McDonald when they're on the air. Just having a fun old time because the Orioles are winning. You know, the, the, 
the hydration station. That's all fun and games right now. That's what the uh, what the Fox uh, was it? Fo- yeah, it was on Fox. That broadcast team. They're talking about the uh, home run hose. They're like, yeah, the 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 home run fountain hydration place. It's like, shut up. Obviously, like the producer slid like a little piece of paper. Talk about the water hose. Like, what the fuck? What? I swear to God, that those two guys on that broadcast team Saturday night, they're brutal. But everyone's having fun. The fans, the players, Kevin Brown, Ben McDonald, Brandon Hyde. We're all having fun. But after Saturday's loss, man, Twitter blew up. Royal fans, we don't like our losses right now. <laughs> Well, we don't mind losses. I just think it's the, uh, you know, you're winning in the bottom of the eighth, two down. You give up a two-run home run. That's always going to sting. Like I said, whether we're last place, first place, you never want to see a loss like that. A lot of fans didn't like Hyde using Kaloum. They were going, where's Cano? Bring in Cano. And look, I get it. There's some decisions every now and then Hyde makes. You're like, what the hell are you smoking? Definitely plenty of complaints to go around, especially with his pinch hitting decisions late in the game and so on. But Saturday night just made just might be one of those games that you just got to chalk up as fuck. That sucks. That's going to happen no matter what pitcher you use. (laughs) But everybody, I want answers. (laughs) It's like they want Hyde to call him personally. Hi, uh, this is Brandon Hyde. I heard that you want an answer from me. Let me get that to you right away. But him not using uh, Cano in that inning, bottom of the eighth. He act, that was, I think that was like the first question post game. Like, what the fuck were you thinking? So he answered, of course. And this is what Hyde said. He says, look, we've got five months to go. Health is important. Not overusing guys is important. Right now, I'd prefer not to use Felix before the ninth inning. And maybe as we go along, we might change. He said, Cano. He's pitched a ton so far for us. He says, we have other guys in the bullpen that have been throwing the ball well, and they're going to get opportunities. And I hear Hyde. I do. Look, the way Cano's been pitching, Felix, badass closer. Yeah. In that situation, you're going, wait, what the hell's going on? I get it. It's the beginning of May. Look, as frustrated as I was with that situation, I, I don't care who the pitcher was. It's easy in those situations to say, God damn it, hi, you should have done A, B, and C. Instead, you did D and you fucked it all up. You jackass. There's a tweet. Um, obviously, I don't want to sit here and take credit of it and be like, you know what? So I'm going to give this guy a shout out. His name's Dennis. Um, I saw people retweet. And I, I even think I posted it. Was, hey, pretty good tweet. I like it. He says, there are way too many people who think managers should manage like it's the playoffs every day. He says, that's how you destroy a good team. It's a long-ass season. Sometimes you have to win games with guys who aren't your best. Sometimes you lose those games. That's baseball. He hit the nail on the head. It's true. You're not paying, like, six relievers just to come in when it's a a 10-to-1 lead and you only have, like, two for when it's a one-run game. You're going to eventually have to use all your guys. It's part of baseball. Every time there's a situation like it was on Saturday night, you're not always going to be able to use your number one reliever, especially knowing the Orioles aren't basically every single game. It's going to be, they're coming back two run game, one run game, three run game. You're not always going to be able to use your best reliever. That's baseball. Baseball sucks. Sometimes sports sucks. I love sports, 
but it sucks ass like Saturday night. Frazier, three RBIs. Kyle Bradish, he looked pretty sharp in the beginning that night. What do you have? Four Ks, two walks, five hits, three earned runs after five innings pitched. He looked real sharp in the beginning, but towards the end of wrapping up his night, you know, two and one, three and one on each batter, he was struggling to get back in the count. But Friday night, the opener against Atlanta. Look, after the Orioles left Kansas City, the way that they played that series, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know what the hell is going to happen here in Atlanta. And then they have, they see Tampa, so I'm all pumped up. I'm like. <laughs> 10 minutes before the game, I'm doing push-ups and pull-ups. I'm just getting pumped. I'm like, come on. So the Friday night opener, uh, look, was a game that I would have lost a dickload of money on. This is why I don't bet in sports. Max Fried, .45 ERA, going against Kramer, who, look, I I thought we were going to get our little private parts kicked in. Fried, probably one of the best left-handed starting pitchers in the majors. Look, he entered Friday with just one run allowed in his first 20 innings of the season. Now, Orioles offense, they had other plans. And I saw MLB uh, Fox posting about the O's nearly multiplied Freed's ERA to five times what it started. They were playing like they had a chip on their shoulder. They left Kansas City with a bad taste in their mouth. I know they won two out of three, but they walked in Atlanta kicking in the door. Like, they were tired of hearing people being like, well, the Braves are going to expose you guys. And they just walked in and just started kicking ass. <laughs> it was beautiful. Santander with his two home runs, one of them a grand slam. I loved watching the Gatorade get poured over him after the game. Kramer, who, look, I, I just have no faith in that guy. But he pitched his face off. He threw six innings pitched, which, again, that's another Bet I would have lost my money on. I'm like, this guy's not going to get out of the third inning. Again, negative Nate, glass half full, coming right at you. Six innings pitched. Come on. Six hits, only one earned run. Two walks, three Ks. Right now he has an ERA of 580. But shit, man. The Braves were going to expose the Orioles pitching. What happened there? (laughs) You guys faced one of the worst starting pitchers that the Orioles have. And why can't the Orioles just have one laugher? And it did make me nervous because in Kansas City, two two wins out of the three. Yeah, it was three game series, right? Yeah, two out of three. Should have game should have been over. Should have been a laugher. End of game. Each one it was wound up being a nail biter because the bullpen just was shit in the bed. So it's nine to one. Ballman comes in Friday night, gives up a three run home run. <laughs> I'm up out of my seat. Pacing back and forth. My wife's like, oh, they're up by five. I'm like, honey, you obviously haven't been watching the Orioles lately. One out to go, Volf pitching. I'm like, still pacing. I'm like, those five runs, it just feels like it's a one-run game. (laughs) It was just maddening. The way that the Orioles, how they handled that Kansas City series. But, you know, here they are. The Orioles winning 9-1, to one, just making a huge statement. I guess 9-4. to four, I don't know. Five-run game, you win. They didn't get the uh, three extra runs. What was that? In the eighth, seventh inning, eighth inning? It could still be a laugher, I guess. No, five runs isn't a, really a laugher. But when it's 9-1 to one, and you see a three-run home run, and at that point, there was only, I think, one out. 
You're like, here we go again. You've got to be kidding me. But I love it. The expressions on Freed's face while he was pitching. Again, he pitched six innings. He just had to look like, how is this happening? He gave up eight hits, five earned runs, <laughs> seven runs against them, five were earned, two home runs. Again, walked in there at 0.45 ERA. Now it's at 2.8, 2.08 because of the Orioles. <laughs> and that grand slam at Santander hit. Oh, my God. I mean, it was one the second it jumped off the bat. I'm jumping up yelling. I mean, you knew it was far, just a matter of how far. Oh, it's nothing like starting the weekend off with a game like that. You know, the weekend is here. Friday night baseball. Let's see how my weekend starts. And my weekend starts with a game like that. So Saturday night loss. It was definitely a kick in the dick. But it was a weird loss, a weird vibe. Like, I'm not going to lose sleep over. A lot of those games, I'll wake up the next day and it still hurts right in the pit of my stomach. But for some reason, it's just this team, it's different. They're hanging with the Braves. The best team right now, one of the best teams in the National League, and they're hanging with the best team in baseball, one of them. And the Orioles are just hanging with them. Yes, that was a blow, a blowing two-run home run by, of course, Kevin Pillar. But goddamn, these guys are fighting. And one of my pet peeves is just when a player is just playing his ass off. And I see people even getting texted, he's that guy. He's that guy. I don't know why it's a pet peeve of mine. He's that guy. <laughs> but right now, Jorge Mateo, he's that guy. <laughs> I'm jumping in on the fun. He is that guy. Best shortstop in baseball. No doubt about it. Currently, what's he batting right now? Let's pull that up. I forgot I had it right here in front of me. 304. It's batting three. It's, oh, boy, that was Baltimore action. 304. Batting 304 down there. It's currently batting 304. Six home runs, 19 RBIs, 11 stolen bases, 948 OPS. He's cooled off a little bit lately. Last seven games, batting 179 with nine Ks. I'm sure he'll snap out of it. I got to give myself props, though, about Jorge for just a moment. I just want to pat myself on the back. Any chance I get, I'll I'll do it. But uh, last season, before this season started, I was doing a lot of uh, sticking up for Jorge. I, I don't know why all the Jorge heat was getting tossed around. And I think it was like the first episode of this season. I was just curious how I... Wanted to know what was all the Jorge hate for. People say, ah, we got to get rid of him. He's not that good. Put Gunnar Henderson at short. Maybe Jorge can come in late in the game with pinch runner. And I kept responding saying, look, this guy's a real deal. If he just works on his bat and figures it out this season, he's going to be one of the best. So I got to put myself on the back. You know, I, I stuck up for Jorge. If I ever meet him, I'll say, look, I was that guy. You're that guy. I was that guy defending you. I'm sure he'd be like, okay, get out of my face. Whatever. I don't know what you're talking about. But I can't exactly give myself props. If I'm going to pat myself on the back, i got to be fair and also uh, talk about how much of a jackass I am as well. Uh, Cedric Mullins. Look, I've talked about it for years. I am not a fan of his arm. I've even said things like, get him out of center field. He's got a terrible arm. Other teams are going to continue to score him every time he has the ball. Look, I never shit on him about his uh, uh, bat or defense, but... Lately, Cedric Mullins, the plays that he's been making in center field, <laughs> holy shit. He's making those plays where you just sit there for a moment with your jaw dropped, like, how the fuck did he catch that? So, again, regardless whether, you know, I- I'm not talking about his defense, I'm talking about his arm, just knowing that I'm shitting on Cedric Mullins for whatever, yeah, he- he's made me look like a jackass. So, if I'm going to pat myself on the back about Jorge, I'm going to talk about how 
yeah, Cedric Mullins is making me uh, look like an idiot. And I'm hearing it on Twitter as well. Every now and then someone will tweet at me and be like, yeah, what do, you, what do you think of Cedric now? And, of course, I'm not going to respond and go, dude, I was only talking about his arm. I just kind of play along. Yeah, you know, I look like a jackass, don't I? Definitely don't want to go down that Twitter battle. Wasn't talking about his defense. Oh, boy, that, that Kansas City series. It's just a weird one. Uh, the pitchers, look, <laughs> that series is when a lot of us were really starting to get concerned pertaining to the pitching. Like, oh, shit. Is this a trend that we're going to be seeing? Not good going into uh, Atlanta, playing Tampa, then Pittsburgh, who's playing their ass off, too. And the Royals are like the worst offense in every stat, averaging three runs per game. And the Orioles pitching in three games gave up 23 runs to that offense. That's not good. I Look, I, I don't care. I, I get it about sports. Well, sometimes they win. You uh, lose to the bad teams and vice versa. That You can't go into Kansas City facing the worst team in baseball. And, and look, if I see on the schedule and the standings and the scores that since the Orioles, they, they've scored like an average of eight to ten runs, I'll say, okay, we just met them at the wrong time. But that was just a brutal display of pitching. Brutal. Our good friend Connor from Locked On Orioles, uh, he posted, the Orioles had their three best starters at the moment lined up for a series against the worst offense in baseball. Those starters proceeded to allow 16 earned runs in 16.2 innings pitched in this series against the Royals. That's an 8.82 ERA. <laughs> that stinks. So seeing Kramer is going <laughs> starting a series off in Atlanta. Holy shit. This team. Goddamn. I love them. Love them so much. Uh, some happy facts about the Orioles. The Orioles 18 wins in April are the most in club history, and they're most in a single month since June 2016. Uh, they have won six consecutive series for the first time since 2014. Uh, what are the facts that we have? Was that it? All I had down? <laughs> I was looking at these. I'm like, oh, I got like 12 fun facts. I didn't know I, I stopped at two. Mm, I just love watching the Orioles right now. Not getting upset when they're down. You know that feeling? Past few years when the Orioles were down like five to one in the sixth inning. I would say, all right. Going to go mow that lawn. Feels like a Sunday game. I'm done. Nope, I don't care if it's 5-1 to one in the ninth inning and there's two outs, nobody's on. I'm not going anywhere. I got faith in these boys. I got faith. All right, I want to get to this email here. Gentleman shared about his uh, girlfriend and him. He got the shit kicked out of him. Uh, oh, real quick, Jackson Holiday. I know he's a uh, big fan of the show, big fan of the podcast. He uh, He's heading to Aberdeen because his current stats, number two prospect, uh, what's he hitting? 450, two homers, six RBIs, six walks, and eight runs scored across five games for the Shorebirds. Uh, again, now getting promoted to high, high A. So keep your eye on him. Holy hell, man. Holy hell. We might be seeing old Jackson Holiday 2024. Guy's just killing it, raking it right now. And also, <laughs> was it DJ Diesel? I had no idea that. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal was a DJ. I knew back in like the was it the early '90s he had he put out like a rap album, but I didn't know now he's just a straight, just certified DJ. Like he goes to those huge parties where he's on stage and just a like hundreds, thousands of people just going nuts for his music. 
I got to say, not a fan. The reason I'm bringing him up is because uh, he's coming to Camden Yards. Uh, what, what date is that? So they got Andy Grammer on May 27th when the Orioles host the Rangers. There it is. DJ Diesel, a.k.a. Shaquille O'Neal, June 30th <laughs> when the Orioles are playing the Twins. I, I got to give my opinion on DJ Diesel's music. Can't stand it. I tried to listen to it. It It's like a mix of Mortal Kombat, headbanging, hard rock, and techno all in one. It's the craziest shit I've ever heard. It's almost like you're you're young and you're pissed at your parents for punishing you. So you just blare the most god-awful loud sounds that come out of your speakers. It is the craziest music. It's definitely not something I thought after listening to. I think I was a fan of, of Shaquille O'Neal back in the 90s on his rap album. <laughs> but then hearing the music he does now, again, that's what I'm going with. A mix of Mortal Kombat, head-banging rock music, and techno all in one. So I just thought that was random. I was sitting there watching a the game. They're like, DJ Diesel. And I'm like squinting my eyes, looking at the TV like, is that Shaquille O'Neal? Yep. I had to look up his music on YouTube. Woo. Not my favorite. But I might just go. I mean, how many people How many people can say, hey, I, I went to a Shaquille O'Neal show, DJ Diesel show. So I don't know. Maybe I'll put that on my resume. June 30th. Put it on your calendar, folks. All right. FullCountChaos at gmail.com. You know I always love hearing from you folks. This gentleman, his name is Gene. <laughs> he wanted to share an experience he had at Camden Yards. Why not? Uh, he currently lives in Andover, Mass., but is originally from Towson, Maryland. He says, hello, Nate, and the entire Birdland universe. I am so thrilled to be able to call myself an Orioles fan during these times. He says, of course, I get a lot of Orioles hate thrown at me living up north, but that doesn't stop me from wearing my orange and black, rooting for them O's, sticking the middle finger back at the trash talking. He says, the women, the woman, not women, gotta go easy there, Nate, the woman I am married to is also a giant Orioles fan, and we watch every game we can. With five kids and both working full time, we do our best to catch every game. Now, I gotta stop for a second here. When I read that, I'm thinking five kids and working full time, that sounds terrible. No, I'm kidding, Gene, but you know, I'm sure your family is, is just adorable, wonderful family, great kids. But both full-time, five kids, it's like, how is that possible? Do you both ever just come home? You're busy, you're eating dinner, you look up, you realize there's only three kids at the dinner table. You're like, oh, shit, where are the other two? I give you guys a lot of credit. Five kids working full-time, good for you guys. All right, he continues. He says, we have been together for 20 years and married for 18. Our third date was at Camden Yards, and I was so excited knowing both her and her family were also big Orioles fans who all grew up in Baltimore. He says, I spent good money on those tickets, sitting a few rows back behind home plate, and we had a wonderful night. I knew I was in by just how much we kissed that night during the game. All was well. When the game was over, we were walking back to our car outside the stadium. I noticed a couple guys in front of us were calling this girl a bitch over and over, throwing peanuts at her as well. Well, the girl didn't even look like she was with them. I thought it was a very odd situation. He says the two guys looked to be around 25 years old, and I was about the same age at that time. Now, of course, still trying to impress my girlfriend, I wanted to make sure she was perfectly aware that I thought 
it was really messed up that these guys were calling a girl a bitch and how no guy should ever call a girl a bitch. Well, I didn't realize how loud I was after having a few drinks that night, and one of the guys stopped, turned around, and walked right up to my face, asking, what did you just say? He was about a foot away from my face, and my life flashed before my eyes at that moment, knowing what was about to come. I was not a fighter whatsoever and wasn't planning on being one. I don't even remember what I mumbled seconds before getting clocked in the jaw. I stumbled back. It didn't fall, but I was dazed. I then remember the guy picking me up by my collar somehow, slamming me on the ground, getting one more punch in. I laid there covering my face, thinking more punches were going to come over and over and over. But the two guys just quickly walked away like nothing happened. I also remember my wife, who was a girlfriend at that time, screaming at the guy, calling him a little bitch while begging him to leave me alone. Man, everybody was calling everybody a bitch that night, Gene. He continues, he says, that drive home was humiliating as my nose and lip had dry, crusty blood and my shirt was ripped. The fight lasted five seconds and you would have thought 10 guys jumped me that night. Believe it or not, she spent the night over my house and that was the first night we hooked up. She apparently felt awful for me and did her best to make me feel better. That was quite a night to remember. 20 years later, we still talk about that at least once a month. Goddamn, once a month. That's from Gene. Appreciate the email, Gene. Once a month. That's a horror story. I'd have to tell my wife after a while. I'd be like, all right, honey. Enough. <laughs> it's 20 years ago. Why are we still bringing this up? Stop it. <laughs> well, Gene, maybe that was the key. That was it right there. It sounds like you were in, though. Third date, she kind of had an idea who you were. But it's just humiliating. It's always humiliating getting beat up. Nobody wants to get beat up. But I tell you, Gene, you married a good girl, obviously. I mean, you're still with her. You got five kids. Sounds like you're, you have a wonderful family. But this girl, man, she... She wasn't like, you know what? I'm looking for a Brad Pitt and Chuck Norris. She's like, I really like this guy and I want to make him feel better. And he said it right there. That was the night you guys hooked up. That may have not been the night. Maybe it's a, uh, a glass half full experience. You know, she was going to wait. She's like a girl, you know, I give two months before I hook up with anyone. Nope. You got your ass kicked. She's like, yeah, fuck it. Three dates is fine. <laughs> this guy just got his ass kicked and his jaw snapped in half he's gonna get laid so good for you gene sorry to hear about that yeah that's scary i know a lot of people you know always you hear stories where they try to get in people's business and then a big fight breaks up i try to do my best over the years to kind of mind my business even when i see something going on that shouldn't be going on it's my wife is the one who speaks up all the time starts yelling you shouldn't be doing that i'm like honey 10 of them. It's only one of me. Please don't do that. But Gene, I appreciate the email. I love it, man. I like, <laughs> don't even talk about who won the game. Did the Orioles win at least? They had great seats. Who was it that the Orioles were playing? But I get it, man. Your, your point was you got your ass kicked and then you got laid. It's a great night. It's a great night. Anyway, always love hearing from you folks. Great season so far with the Orioles. Holy shit, man. We've seen some exciting baseball. Definitely distracting us from the Ryan McKenna drop earlier in the season. Oh, God, why'd you have to bring that up? But anyway, again, full count chaos at Gmail. 
Dot com. Till next time. See ya.